Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey everyone, welcome to another week where we get to do our favorite thing of the week, which is shout out our beautiful patrons. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, First up, we have our Champions for Actors' Rights. We have one new addition to the movement this week, James Glover. Welcome, James. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. You're the best. Next up, we have our Vessel Heads. Woo woo. Woo woo. Um, (laughs) Our Vessel Heads, near and dear to Sammy's heart, especially, but also near and dear to me and Emily. Thank you so much for manning our ships. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We wouldn't be able to get literally anywhere without you. So thank you so much. Um, This week we have Andrew McDonough, Julie Horde, SK, and William Sisson or Sison. I'm sorry if I'm saying that incorrectly. And I. We don't know how to say names. It's been. It's, it's been, been established. It's mm-hmm. been established. Mm-hmm. We're trying. We're, We're trying. trying. We're trying. We're doing our There's goddamn best. There's a lot best. of names and sounds in this world, and and we're just doing our best. Um, and another group of people who are doing their best, and I would say succeeding, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is this new crew who have joined Tony fucking Colette's inner circle. I mean, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> they are not necessarily manning our ships, but they are cool as hell. And they <laughs> are Sarah Brake, Leslie Johnson, Bem, and Chrissy Hillman. Wow. Wow. Welcome. 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 We love you. We're happy to have you here. Mm -hmm. And we've got another group of folks that were dipping their toes in the waters of being a vessel head. (laughs) And then... classic all aboard. Your classic all aboard. Captains. Uh uh That sort of stuff. That's exactly right. Um, But then they decided that they wanted to upgrade to Tony fucking Colette's inner circle. And let me tell you why this is a a great decision. This is because this is the tier... Yeah, where where we get bonus episodes. And Mm -hmm. let me remind you, our very first bonus episode is a watch along with The Sixth Sense starring none other than Tony fucking Collette herself. Mm -hmm. So the one and only star of that movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The only one. (laughs) Um, And uh, so the new additions to the fam are (laughs) Mary Kate Appel, Victoria Smith, Carol, Angel Peters, Everett Abney, Alyssa Dearman. Michael Ashley Lanfear, Jelani, and Jesse, welcome to Tony fucking Colette's inner circle. Welcome, welcome, oh, welcome. God. So good to have you here. I mean, and here we're talking your classics. Um, oh, paparazzi, please no. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, which, where's the red carpet? Sort of that kind of that stuff. That kind of stuff, that kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. what we're getting here in the circle. <laughs> Thank you so much. You, we love you. So goddamn much. We don't know what we would do without you. Thank you for listening. Seriously, you're the best. And if you listeners want to join on our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash TSDW podcast and get a shout out 
just like this one. Just exactly like this one. Like this one. <laughs> the exact same thing. We'll do it for you. We'll do it for you. We love you. And we hope you enjoy this week's episode. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily. I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies, and I like telling Henley and Emily all about them and making them feel scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's good at it, too. She's good at it. She's good <laughs> at it, man. Um, I'm just, I, I feel so crazy right now. I just realized in doing this intro, knowing this is, you know, we obviously record the podcast before it comes out. That's how time works. Yep. And it is very <laughs> weird to be sitting here thinking, I don't know what world this podcast will be released in. Mm-hmm. It's true. I don't yeah. know what it will be. This is a post-election episode. Well, pre-election recording, post-election release. And that is a weird so, place to be. Listeners, if, when you're listening to this, we don't know what's up. And we still might know when it and comes we, out. Yeah, to be we honest won't. With we you. might not. But we'll know more. I mean, we'll be who uh, who even knows? It's who weird. Knows? I feel like I feel trapped in the past in this moment. Is that do you know what I mean? Right. I do. Like you're already, you feel like your future self looking back on you right uh-huh. now, being like, yes. God, mm-hmm. you don't even know. Like you you're so naive. Know. Like, like the I, world. I can't go back and listen to like the beginning of COVID episodes we did because it's like, you don't even know. Oh, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And we'll it's always weird. have those, which is kind of fun. We'll always have this little, little time capsule. That's yeah, that that's moment. what this let's, is. Let's enjoy this moment a little bit longer. Let's milk it, you know? And hey, mm-hmm. what's up with us? Hmm. Mm, let's mm. only talk about super inane things for this Great. one so we can let's, savor this moment a little change of pace a i can do that <laughs> <laughs> i can certainly do that um and i'm gonna start by telling you guys about another podcast that i've been listening to that i'm very obsessed with and Ooh. listeners if you are fans of the bachelor slash bachelorette um and if you like to hate watch it in particular I, I I gotta recommend Game of Roses. I have been binging it in a way that I don't think I've ever really binged a podcast before. It's so funny and crazy, and it just like recaps The Bachelor as if it's a sport, and they're all making plays and like they oh, say the MVP. Um, but they also talk about Chris Harrison like he's the Dark Lord and he demands blood sacrifices. And- <laughs> oh, Sammy, this is perfect for you. Oh, my God. I love it. It's so funny. But it also talks about how everyone is complicit in like the racism and misogyny mm. of The Bachelor. Absolutely. Um, they they have a segment called Screams from the Pit where they like scream like, <laughs> help, help me get out of here. Like, I hate this franchise, but I'm I'm obsessed with it and I'm complicit in it by doing this podcast anyways i think it's a really great podcast and i just if you like the bachelor i cannot recommend it has it has it been around for a long time like do they have several seasons um i think at least a year or two yeah i have Mm. a friend that had been trying to get me to listen to it for a while and i've been like oh yeah 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 oh yeah yeah And, (laughs) and i should have listened to him and finally i did honestly i don't regret it I don't even I don't watch The Bachelor, but part of me really just wants to listen to this because I'm constantly looking for Mm -hmm. podcasts that are not 
political podcasts because all I listen to are political podcasts and I can't handle I can't handle that right now I will tell you they they do get quite political there's they start with an opening segment that's called state of the world and they tell they tell you why what's happening in the world is related to the bachelor because America is a reality show Honestly, and yes, more than spot, ever, yeah. spot on, spot mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm my interest is officially peaked. Thanks, Sammy. You're welcome. Wow. What about you guys? Well, I have watched not one, not two, <laughs> but three scary movies this week. Oh, oh my God. Emily, who the hell are you? Who even. Am I? Are you scared of scary movies anymore? Just tell us. Are we going to have to cancel the pod? Are we going to have to cancel the pod? This is my announcement. We're going to have to cancel the pod. No. (laughs) Um, Because I'll say this. I'll say this. I've only watched movies that we've done. (laughs) Or we also, one of them was we watched together The Sixth Sense for the pod. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I'm so grateful. It was for our bonus episode. Mm -hmm. And I would not have ever watched it otherwise, probably. But I fucking loved it. And it's really Mm -hmm. not that scary. Listeners, it's really not that scary. Um. Mm -hmm. So that was one of them. But then the other two I watched are movies we've covered. So I felt a little more prepared going in because I'm like, I know what happens. I know when I need to not look. I watched Cabin in the Woods, which also really not that scary. Truly, really not that scary. Very manageable, I would say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I watched It. Um, (gasps) That's right. I believe you watched It. I know. I had pitched a few possibilities to Joel to watch with me because obviously I wasn't going to watch him alone and and that was the scariest of the ones I pitched and that's the one that he picked and I was a little bit like um okay um and then it was real I was I loved it do I you agree that him, Pennywise is a sex symbol for our for our time no, okay. I definitely okay. don't I definitely <laughs> no. don't but I do love Pennywise and I do agree that he's like funny and fun like Pennywise mm-hmm. is fun he's having fun he's, he's having, having he loves what he does he loves what he does he's a man who loves what he does and you love to see it and <laughs> i i, I love to it. watch a man who loves what he does i love to watch a man who loves what he does um it's inspiring be passionate about what you do otherwise why do it um and i i turned to joel at one point and i said being scared is fun i like <gasps> i know so pretty huge um, I'm gonna probably watch at least one more before Halloween because, again, recording in the past, it is not yet Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just this is the first Halloween season where I've been like fully like we've been doing the podcast for over a year now. I'm like ready. I like scary movies, even though I'm still scared of them. I was also I'm trying to pick ones that are like scary but also fun. Like I'm mm-hmm. still not ready to do like a Babadook or something that like is also going to make me sad. Yeah. yeah. There's sure, like yeah. a certain sure. kind of scary movie that's like, and also we're having fun, you know, like, like as Pennywise to have fun, you know? Yeah. yeah um, right. Those are the ones that I'm like ready to get started with. Um, but right. it's a whole new world. I almost okay. watched Midsummer, and I still might. <gasps> I think you should. I think that Whoa. is in a way fun. <laughs> I, I think that it could be. I also I did scream several times during it, even though I knew it was going to happen. Those jump scares get ya. There's some jump scares for sure. There are some jump scares. Um, but anyway, it's just been a, it's just been a huge week for me. Wow, bravo. I'm so jealous of you, Emily, you. and your newfound bravery. 
not only do we not need to cancel the pod, you're saying it's a it's a huge public service. And this podcast is a huge public service. It enabled you to level up your bravery. And that's that's huge. That's huge. It's It's opened a whole door of enjoyment for me. And I'm so grateful. That's what we like to call character development. That's what we like. That's what we like to call it. Mm-hmm. You we like listeners, to call you it. can too if you want. If you if you would like, you can. That's sort of our thing, but and but anybody can sort of do it as well. Um. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame my lack of character development on Tim, my fiance, because blame he is him. so scared of scary movies. You guys, like, mm-hmm. he's so scared of them so scared but he also just hates tension in any kind of film or Mm, tv mm -hmm, show mm -hmm. even if it's like a comedy like even if it's like a meet the parents type of scenario or anything that involves secondhand embarrassment he just feels it physically in his body and actually like has to is very affected by what he's seeing on the screen he's not gonna be watching the new borat is what you're saying Oh, no, but he should. Everyone should. <laughs> I've heard it's so good. I, you know what it's he so did good. say? Because all of his friends watched it and have been talking about it nonstop. So I think that we might watch it. So all right, I saw a little. That goes. Saw a little behind the clip. Behind the clips. Behind, behind the, the scenes. Clips. <laughs> behind the scenes clip of a moment from Born. You haven't seen it, so I won't spoil it. But like where he's like fleeing for his life. After, like, as they are wrapping up a, a segment, because yeah. that's the world we live in. And he said this is the first movie he's worn a bulletproof vest, like, the whole time he was shooting. Yeah. Like, what he does is fucking brave for real. And he is a genius and incredible. And we're so lucky. Wow. Anyway, you should watch it. Okay. I will watch it. I, I think I'm a little nervous to watch something like that, too. But yeah, no, but it's, I can it's, handle it. <laughs> Um, I have not a good one this week. All I just, I just want to say that I was, um, I totally got played by Instagram advertising, you know, it's bound to happen, but I bought, I've been getting these fucking targeted ads for like six months. And finally I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And I bought, (laughs) and I bought pros do you guys get these ads? Wait, yes. What is that? I know the name because I've gotten the ads. What is it? I don't know. It's it. the like um, specialized hair care where you fill I'm out. I'm getting that ad constantly. I get it every goddamn day. We and keep it's talking taken... about how I'm scared of my hair breaking. Uh, is that and what it is? And you're talking into your phone. Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. <laughs> but I've been getting them for so long. Um, but we do talk about hair a lot. So that might be it. But um, anyway, you basically you fill out a quiz online and it's everything from like your location where they try to um, try to figure out what your type of water you would have in, in your location to see how that would affect your hair and what mm-hmm, kind of chemicals mm-hmm. you're exposed to um, to try to really get you the most personalized shampoo and conditioner available. I know that this is probably bullshit, everyone. (laughs) Nonetheless, Mm -hmm. I have fallen for it. I spent way too much money on these two stupid bottles of shampoo and conditioner that are like, they have your name on them and they say like specially formulated Mm -hmm. for Henley. So now those are proudly displayed in my shower and just a constant reminder that advertising does work. (laughs) This episode brought to you by pros. Pros. Brought to you by pros. (laughs) 
<laughs> if we keep saying we have sponsors eventually we will right that's how that works and also i like reverse yeah the reverse psychology of, of talking about a, in a negative way will make you want to buy it um anyway i'll keep you guys updated on whether it works or not because i'm Please sure do. some of our listeners are getting these ads too i'm sure I'll they let you know. now they definitely will sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, because this week is a big week in politics, American politics, we decided to kind of go with the theme a bit and do The Purge this week, which came out in 2013, written and directed by James DiMonaco, starring Ethan Hawke, Lena Headey, Max Burkholder, Adelaide Kane, Edwin Hodge, and Reese Wakefield. I did not know Lena Headey was in this movie. Mm, she's so great. She's so great. This would have been a huge year for her, I feel like, in general. Like, yeah. peak, peak Game of this Thrones money. Cersei at her finest. Before they let her down so bad. This has been such a successful franchise, right? I mean, it's another one where they've made like a thousand of them. Is um, that true? Or are there only like three? three no, there, or four? Are, there are some. There yes. are some. There are some. Uh, there's three sequels, The Purge Anarchy, The Purge Election Year, and The First Oof. Purge. And there is one more on the way called mm-hmm. The Forever Purge. The Forever Purge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess it, maybe it's because there have been so many. I don't think I realize it went this far back. Like 2013 feels less recent than I thought this mm-hmm. movie was. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's forever ago, seems like. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. When when you said there's feels like pre the 2016 election, uh, what even is this? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to cocktail hour, and wow, I'm sure we need a drink now more than ever. This week's drink is the American breakfast. For this drink, you will need half an ounce of maple syrup, two ounces of bourbon whiskey, and half an ounce of pink grapefruit juice. You'll shake all ingredients with ice and strain into an ice-filled glass and garnish with a grapefruit zest twist. A perfect drink uh, for the morning after a long night of purging or staying up to watch election results. Again, this is being recorded in the past, so God knows what world you'll be drinking this drink in. But either way, please enjoy it and cheers. Some trivia for you, some some numbers for you. We got Ooh, a we budget. We love numbers. We got a budget of three mil, pretty small budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made eighty nine million. Not bad, not bad, not bad, not bad. Uh, this movie is, I believe, the either the worst reviewed or second re- worst reviewed of the Purge movies, which is kind of unusual. Like the mm. sequels get better, which mm. I had seen this movie before. Um. I must have seen it closer to when it came out. And I remember being like, what a great premise that like kind of felt like a forgettable film. Oh, interesting. Um, I thought people loved it, but do they love the sequels? I think election year is, is the consensus that that is the best one. And that would have um, been appropriate. We should have done that one. Sorry, I listeners. As, 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 as I was watching it, I was like, damn it. <laughs> um, but kind of, kind of weird to jump into the third movie, I guess. So, oh, well, but um, <laughs> this one, it, it, there are good parts of it. And I and I think the acting is great. Ethan Hawke and Lena Headey are great. Um, it just It just could have, you know, said more than I feel like it did. 
Mm. Maybe the later ones do, though. I think they might. Um, but so the, the director, James DeMonaco said that he got, Wait, the, is that how you pronounce it? Sorry, James, De, I thought it was, Helen, I just you read know it we really don't fun. know how to pronounce names on this pod. Don't ask me. I would say James DeMonaco. Well, you know, one of our favorite things on the pod here is to mispronounce director's names. It's one of our, fa- <laughs> we, we love to do it. Also, just pulling this up. God, I forgot about these fucking masks nasty you know what there's like a thing about like a hard plastic mask that's like very freaky a soft mask is somehow less freaky (laughs) like a hard (laughs) mask i don't know i don't love it it's like it's freaky it's freaky i don't love it either i don't love it either give me a soft mask any day of the week (laughs) a soft mask or no mask please (laughs) god i've been saying it for years Uh, um, but okay so his wife uh, or so how he got the idea was that him and his wife were driving on the freeway and a drunk driver pulled uh cut them off in such a way that almost like came real close to to crashing into them and potentially killing them and they had to pull over and um the director like confronted him and obviously the guy's drunk and so had no remorse and he said he was so mad, and they they got into a fist fight. Oh and, my god! Um, I guess while they were leaving, his wife said, "If only you could just have one free murder a year," <laughs> which is and a crazy thing to admit. The of is that's born. how I got the idea for this so movie is because my wife, my wife is 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 pro purging. <laughs> I got into a fist fight with a drunk stranger and then my wife wanted to murder him and I wrote a movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a bit of my problem with the movie is that there's a bit of a tone deafness of like the protagonists are rich and white and I don't know. There's this kind of thing of I feel like rich white people writing empathetic rich white characters and redeeming them in a way that I feel like we don't mm. need. Yeah, we sort yeah, of definitely, definitely don't not. need that right now. No, right? we have enough. We have enough stories like that. Yeah. So just like anyways. constant, constant empathy building for stupid rich white people is right. what our culture is. Right. <laughs> or, uh, the, like best just like normal rich white people like, just <laughs> yeah, like, completely average com- yeah like n- completely unextraordinary rich white heroes it's like okay um and this i just wrote down is totally stupid but in the imdb trivia it said the security code is 101382 which is like is that trivia do those numbers mean something that i'm not catching on to yeah what is trivia <laughs> according to this? <laughs> it just kind of made me laugh in the way that sometimes the trivia is like the make and model of the cars. It's right. just like yeah. saying like a very Specific arbitrary fact of the movie. So listeners, you're welcome to know <laughs> <laughs> that the security code is 101382. You're welcome to know it. Um, but that's all I got. So let's watch this freaking trailer. <gasps> let's watch Ooh, it. Let's do it. Tonight allows people a release for all the hatred and violence that they keep up inside them. Why don't you guys kill someone tonight? Because we don't feel the need to, Johnny. Just remember all the good the purge does. We'll be fine just like always. No worries, okay? 
emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge. At the siren, all emergency services will be suspended for 12 hours. Your government thanks you for your participation. Help me! Someone, please, help me! I just need to get someone safe! Did anybody hear me? Let him in our home. We have no idea who's after him. Our target for this year's purge is hiding in your home. You have one hour to find him and give him to us, or we'll kill all of you. They can't get in here, right? They can't get into our home. know what this movie was about <laughs> what did you think it was about i thought it was gonna be about like i thought it was gonna be about disparate groups throughout the night i didn't i didn't know it was focusing on one family's experience same i that is also news to me i think in the later iterations it does expand and i think that was a budgetary thing that they didn't have the money to kind of make it mm-hmm. um, as broad as the director had hoped um and i think maybe that's why they get better later on as well i also didn't know that the whole conceit is that america is like a safe happy place now because Because of this everyone gets to murder each other for one night only it's like that is literally not how conflict works (laughs) conflict happens in the moment when there's conflict happening not because people just have murderous energy that they need to let out yeah it's like oh i'm good now (laughs) i also, I am sure you'll explain this, Sammy, because that's the movie. But like, it's so wild to be like, we have one target for the purge. And if we can't kill him, we can't. Like, why? What? Like, the people spend a whole. I thought it was like going to be more just like, we're crazy. Like, we're going to go murder people because it's the purge. Being like, I can't wait till that one day a year when I can murder this one guy who I've really wanted to murder. And there's that's like sort of, there's sort of some explanation. We'll get okay. there. But um, yeah, I mean, I think overall, it's like, such a it's a really good concept and it like it's scary as hell and i feel like it could it could be a lot better than it is but it's fun and i fucking love home invasion movies and i am a fan of the you know average family this is not an average family they are very rich very Very rich very well it did make me think of again we said we were going to be light but but i was very reminded of like this this family being like, don't worry about the purge. It's fine. We'll lock down our whole house of Trump being like, don't worry about COVID. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine because mm-hmm. I had this like unattainable medical treatment. But like you normal people, you're fine. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, ooh, this is triggering that the idea is like, <laughs> you're totally fine if you have a huge mansion that you can just literally lock yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. There's like so much to comment on like 
um, class and the wealth gap and capitalism and this like complicit being complicit in like a violent system because you're of, ex- exempt from it. Yeah, because you can afford to protect yourself. And it's like there's a lot of really cool things that it is trying to comment on. And I don't think it does quite as good of a job as as you want it to. But I'm really it it made me want to watch the sequels and stuff when I read that those actually take the criticisms in mm. and kind of get better. And they do apparently get better as they go on. Also, hey, it's something to be said for like taking the note. That's yeah. cool. People yeah. don't often do that. Go like, oh, I hear you. So I can make it better in this way. I guess I'll try. <laughs> That's cool. Most people I feel like are like, fuck you. It's great. I'll show you why it's great. I'll do it even more. <laughs> So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Ooh, I'm excited to hear about it. Eee! What's that actor from? Ethan Hawke? <laughs> yeah, him. The kid. The girl? The, kid? the boy, the little boy. I you guys don't know. recognize him? No. I don't even remember that there was a little boy. <laughs> He's like a main character in the in the trailer. Really? Do you guys have child blindness? I have child blindness. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam, do you mean the do you mean the adult? I only saw adults. The kid who lets the other the guy in the house. I thought that was a girl. That's a boy. Is it a boy? It Ooh. is a boy. There's a boy and a girl. It's a, a, a it's your standard nuclear family. Do I have boy blindness? <laughs> I think you have a mixture of child blindness and boy blindness. You know, it's common. I saw a movie, movie full of adult women. I don't know what <laughs> we're talking about here. All right, you guys ready? I'm fucking yeah, ready. I was born ready. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> it's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. 
That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Um, let's do this. Okay, so we start, as we saw in the trailer, we get, a, we get some, like, text that tells us we are in America. The year is 2022. Oh Unemployment. My God. Yeah, two years from now, folks. Okay. <laughs> I hate it. Unemployment is at 1%. Crime is at an all-time low. Violence barely exists. Except for, and then a quote comes up, and says, blessed be the new founding fathers for letting us purge and cleanse our souls. Blessed be America, a nation reborn. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to kind of a montage of security camera footage of it, all of them have like timestamps and a little lower third that says the purge feed. So we're seeing previous purges and it's people just going nuts in the streets um beating people up stabbing people shooting people you see there's one of like seems like a guy walking in to kill his boss um uh just like complete mayhem and this is so deeply unrealistic to me (laughs) i'm sorry you're having a big problem with the psychology of it i'm having a huge problem right off the bat i think it feels a little too there's something already that feels a little too real about it being america like a dystopian american feels very very real to me right now especially because we're in one and we're not doing the purge yeah 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 yeah. and there's so much i mean i think the fact that so many people own guns is very scary and all that but i think when you get down to it like most people don't want to murder someone else i mean no one really wants to have to do that but anyway sorry i i'll i'll I think you're pro- yeah i think you're probably right most people don't want to just like but i guess i if enough people do <laughs> like it catches it on like mob some. mentality yeah i guess if it's just enough emily you're going on the books as pro purge I'm going to the books as pro purge. <laughs> I'm going to the books. Henley, as would it help? Purge. Would it help if you thought of it as a metaphor of how the rich ruling class is killing poor people? Oh, was that mostly what's happening? Are rich people killing poor people in the That's movie? That's what we see in this movie. And oh, I would well, say then that, that works perfectly. <laughs> in yeah, less, I mean that checks out a lot. In a less direct way, I will say that that is a real thing. That tracks perfectly so, so yeah, it's just not only once a year <laughs> it's constant it's constant capitalism is evil the wealth gap is growing guys i just read it, the average if the the average american spending one dollar is equivalent to jeff bezos spending 1.96 million dollars just to put in perspective oh my 
God. Let's just purge Jeff Bezos. Yeah, let's a single purge. <laughs> so we've set up our, our world. This is American 2022. And we then meet our protagonist, Ethan Hawke. His name is James. He's driving home in some fancy car in his fancy suit with his hair all slicked back, talking on his car phone. This is a rich guy <laughs> driving into his gated neighborhood. And um, he's listening to a news broadcast on the radio and it's kind of like a conservative news host type thing. Someone is calling in saying like the poor can't afford to protect themselves. Like this isn't fair. This isn't right. And the host saying like, ah, we're all entitled to our own opinions. Like next caller, that kind of thing. We're getting a lot of like heavy handed mm -hmm. little things. happening. Why don't they just open. become rich? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just be rich. You guys pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Just oh, be rich. God. Boils my God, blood. It pisses me off. <laughs> I was getting pretty mad yesterday reading fucking Jeff Bezos statistics. Oh, right. but it's not just Jeff Bezos, folks. It's uh, it's the whole damn system. Anyways, so he has just um, pulled off some some great deal at work. He's talking to his secretary. She's like, "Oh, we've sealed the deal on I don't know a hundred more alarm systems." So he sells security systems oh. which come in quite handy on purge night yeah the plot thickens here and as really he's, benefiting from the current system yeah seriously yep, yep yep and as he is driving we see his neighbors putting out flowers and everyone's putting out flowers in this front in their front yards and we learn that that is how they show their support for the this beloved evening so it's kind of like a support the troops type thing of like yeah the purge like the thing that saved america and like made our country great again that's another wild thing about the movie is that everyone's just on board for this being like the righteous we're all complicit, good folks. thing we're all complicit yeah <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um so he's having a great old time he's just made a whole bunch more money off these security systems Drives home. Um, we've got an hour to go before pur the purge, com annual purge commences. Um, and he gets home. Lena Hetty is his wife. Her name is Mary. He has two kids, um, Zoe and Charlie. I'd say Charlie's about 13, Zoe probably 16. I feel pretty good about those age guesses. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. Um, and Henley, you're not going to like this part. There is a news broadcast on the TV that has an interview with some sort of doctor who is explaining the like psychology of it, the physiology of how the purge works. And he says, this countrywide catharsis lets us release the aggression we all have inside ourselves. That's why Bullshit. we're able to then, I guess, for the rest of the year, all live in happy harmony. He's a doctor, so you gotta trust him. <laughs> Where did this doctor come from? What are these? What are these doctors' credentials, huh? <laughs> okay, so we go upstairs and meet his daughter Zoe, her boyfriend um, Harry or Henry, maybe, is over, and they're making out. Um, you can tell he's like, I don't think they know that he's there. Their house is massive, by the way. They're, they have like a, a huge mansion. It's in a gated neighborhood. They're very rich. And mm. so it's like her boyfriend can be in the house and nobody knows because 
it has separate wings for each of them or whatever. So she says to him, oh, you like, you got to go. You got to go home before lockdown. Like, remember the fucking purge is happening tonight. <laughs> like, you yeah, should go. Yeah, huge night to be like flirting with the curfew. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, and so he goes to sneak out of her balcony. And as they're on the balcony, they see her neighbor right next door is like sharpening a machete in his backyard and he like Ooh. makes a comment like looks like your neighbors are planning to have some fun tonight this Ew. is all just very normalized that this is this is the world that we live in and then we see mary go outside to i don't know take out the trash or something and she runs into uh the woman that lives next door her name is grace and grace is like the very like um, fake like blonde curled hair this big smile brings her cookies and is like hi Mary like have any plans for the purge tonight <laughs> what this is so wild the fact that people would adjust this quickly I mean I guess it's possible well I but... think it's it's in the uh in this world it has been happening for quite a while Oh, oh, I see. There is okay. a there is a movie called The First Purge that goes back in time. So I it's not clear how many years this has been going on, but this is I think a long held tradition. And we don't know the origin of when it started yet or anything not like yet. that, like why it started. Okay. No. But I think I I mean, I guess our only hint to it is that in the opening text it says blessed be the new founding fathers and so it seems like there was some like government party that mm -hmm. took control and like implemented this policy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so okay so mary's talking to grace and um grace makes like a shitty comment about like oh your new add-on like uh james must have sold so many security systems to the whole neighborhood that he could afford this new addition to your house which is like okay i don't know why you're commenting on it but she seems clearly miffed that they're more rich than her, I guess. And mm, that because mm -hmm. kind of rich from her that she bought something from them. Mary asks her, are you having your annual purge party? And she says, oh, not tonight. I think we're just going to stay home, watch some purge coverage. What about you? They're having their purge goss. And so Mary goes back inside and we see a creepy ass toy rolling around on the ground that is like a baby head that's half melted and burned kind of like from it looks like something out of toy story like one of the bad mm. toys in toy story mm, type mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. and it's rolling around and we see it's pov like there's a video camera inside of it and it sneaks up on mary and she looks down at it and is like, Charlie, come on, like, get ready for dinner. And we see that the son, Charlie, has, like, rigged up this little toy to be able to, he controls it and can see through the video camera in it. That's going to come in handy I bet, later. I bet that will come back. I bet it does. Um. Then Charlie comes downstairs. They're kind of getting ready for dinner. And he has a little moment with his mom where he pulls out a little notebook where he writes down his heart rate and blood pressure like he has a little anxiety and OCD type of thing and he's like I've been having some variations in my blood pressure mom and she's like what's wrong honey is it is it tonight is it tonight that's stressing you out like uh duh it's the fucking nationwide purge that's stressing out your son when it's mm -hmm. uh, legal to kill people for 12 hours mm -hmm. yeah so um 
He seems to be the only one who gets He's it. He's the only one that's like bothered by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're having a nice little family dinner. Um, uh, and then the the clock strikes seven. Time for lockdown. They go into their main security room where there's like security cameras set up everywhere. They type in. I don't know, one zero one three eight six or there it is. Or whatever. <laughs> and there it is. And lock it down. James pulls out a gun from a lockbox. The daughter, I feel uh, Zoe like looks kind of nervously and he's like, you know, it's only, you know, just just in case. Just just in case. We're gonna be fine, just in case. And as the kind of metal walls are coming down. Um, they're looking through the security cameras and seeing their neighbors kind of going out in the streets in their, in their purge outfits. And there's kind of a funny line where he's like, oh, I didn't know they were in a purge together. Are they friends? Like, <laughs> like seeing like two of your neighbors heading out to go kill people together or whatever. Oh, he's right. feeling left out. And, um, Mary sees that the bitchy, uh, neighbor Grace is actually going out to purge. Hmm. And she's like, oh, she told me she was staying in tonight. We get the feeling they're not well liked in the neighborhood. They're not invited to these purge parties. Uh oh. Um, and then we get the emergency broadcast system saying this is the commencement of the annual purge. We are informed that government officials of level 10 and higher have been granted immunity from the purge. Shocker. <laughs> you cannot harm a government official and there will be no emergency services for the next 12 hours so the purge runs from 7 p.m to 7 a.m better not have any other like non unrelated emergency on that night you better not so okay so that's interesting you can't call like 911 or get help nope. or have the police interfere or anything nope that makes sense i guess but god okay James turns to his kids and says, we can afford protection. There's no reason to be afraid. We're rich, kids. We don't, we don't have to be scared. Money protects okay. us. Okay. Um, and then Charlie asks them, why don't you do it? Why, why aren't you killing someone tonight, mom and dad? Clearly, he understands the, the morals behind this and is trying to reckon with his parents um supporting this evening and they sit they sit him down and they're like you know this this works this we don't feel the need to personally do it but some people do and that's what makes our country safe and that's what protects us this made our country a better place and if we did feel the need we would they're complicit yeah, and also like teaching your kids, it's a whole system of like teaching your kids to shut off that natural empathy that they have of being like, yep, telling them, basically gaslighting your children into being like, no, you're this wrong. Your feelings are wrong. This system's great. Mm -hmm. It's good for all of us. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Um, then we see Zoe going back to her room. And there's a jump scare. Someone grabs her from behind and it's her boyfriend, Henry, who hid in the Classic. closet or whatever. And they start kissing again and hooking up. And 
she says like they're getting they're getting pretty close to doing it and he says i can't do this i didn't come here to see you and she says what <laughs> and he says i came here to see your dad hmm I, I came here to see your dad and tell him that our age difference is not a problem, which is a very cool, cool thing to say. So, th- so he's a lot older than her. Well, here's the thing is they don't, he doesn't look older. And actually the actor, the actress is older than the actor. So it's like weird casting for this moment to really land in the way that I think it might on the page. <laughs> right. Right. Um, But huh. yeah, theoretically he's a lot older than, or like, I don't know, in college and she's in high school or something. Okay, got it. We hear one more clip of, on the news that says purging the non-contributing members of society brings down crime. And so that's why the economy is flourishing. So there's this comment oh, so on it literally like, is killing poor people. It's literally killing poor people. This comment of like dehumanizing poor people, dehumanizing homeless people. That's a very real thing that happens in our world currently um so this whole like first act like all this setup is so great like it like at this point we're feeling like this movie has a lot of potential Mm, okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so okay so now we're locked down charlie's by himself in the security room he's clearly very anxious and he sees on the security camera a man screaming for help and nobody's around and he's looking kind of looking for help and this man is screaming like why won't anybody help me someone help me and charlie panics presses the disarm button lifts up the the metal walls that are closing in the house and like calls out to him like come in here come in here and um the man runs in and he closes he, uh, James like sees that this is happening. He's like, what's happening? Uh, runs in, g- presses the arm button again. So the things come back down. So the guy has to like slide under to get in. He gets in at the last second. They all kind of freeze. Now they're all in the same room, like in the entryway. Um, the guy's like frozen in fear because keep in mind, it's still legal for them to kill him tonight. Any like, right. you can't trust anybody on the night of the purge. Um, so he kind of freezes in fear. And um, at this moment, Henry walks down the stairs. He's this is when he chooses that he's going to confront James about the age difference between him and his daughter. And um, so James, for a moment, is distracted, looks up at the stairs and Henry pulls out a gun and (gasps) shoots James, shoots at James, misses him. James has the gun in his hand because he pulled his gun from the security room and shoots back up at Henry. They're all like Whoa. screaming. There's this big like commotion moment. Everyone's screaming. There's like a lot of gunshots. And Henry and Zoe run back upstairs for cover. And when James turns back around, the bloody stranger is gone. Whoa. Okay. So much for confronting him. Um, so that's using his words. really why he wanted to stick around for the purge. He, he He's trying kill to him get for at free. the dad. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You really think that Zoe's still going to want to be with you after you murder her dad? Also, um, are you then going to have to kill the whole family because you're like locked in their house with them? The man's not thinking. He didn't think it through. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, there's been this whole hubbub. James is panicked. Like, where's Zoe? I gotta find Zoe. She's with 
Henry, I guess, and Henry's got a gun, that's not safe, runs upstairs, and we see Zoe crying over Henry, and he is dead. He has died. <gasps> oh. uh, he got shot. He James shot him. Okay. Uh, and then we see through the security footage a big old group of people, very Manson-y vibe, girls in long white dresses, the guy's also in suits. It's like a Trump Mansum vibe, I'd say. Mm-hmm. They roll up to the house and they're in those hard masks. <laughs> you hate to see it. <laughs> hate to they're see so, it. So shiny and like <laughs> gross. Yeah, they're like big, really structured masks. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, the cheekbones on these masks. The cheekbones, man. <laughs> and no. there's kind of a leader guy. And he takes off his mask and looks right into the front door security camera and addresses addresses them directly. They turn on the volume so the whole family inside can hear. And he has a big smile on his face the whole time. I will say this actor does a, a good job of, of channeling this character and says, We are some fine, young, very educated guys and gals ready to violate, annihilate, and cleanse our souls. The man you are sheltering is a dirty, homeless pig who doesn't know his place. He killed one of us, and so we need to purge him. Return him to us alive so we may purge. We don't want to hurt our own. And they basically say, like, we're going to go get backup reinforcements like a, a a truck with a chain to be able to like pull down your security system and like you have that amount of time to surrender this man or we'll kill all of you once we like break down your front door god Fuck. is this this really is yeah it's they it really is killing the poor I also didn't mm-hmm. realize that about this movie yeah. also mm-hmm. not unlike Saw being like you've got a choice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yuck. Ugh. Ugh. So they cut the power also. So now all the Never light, good. The lights are off. And Mary kind of turns to James and is like, well, they can't do that, right? Like, you built these security systems. Like, we're safe. Like, they can't break into them. And he's kind of like, um, like, they're pretty safe. Like, 99% safe, but they're not impenetrable. Um, like, I, I, I feel like... Or he says, things like this aren't supposed to happen in our neighborhood. Mm. Wow. So he's been selling some faulty shit as well that might not be as safe as it seems. To top it all off. Fucking A. Capitalism without guardrails, man. It is a dangerous situation. And we're living it, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're going to see the negative outcome. Oh my god. <laughs> that is real. Um so uh James is pretty quickly like we got to find that man, we got to throw him out. And Charlie is like you're just going to throw him out to die. And he's like, yeah, it's him, him or us. Um that's the way it is and sorry, we got to go find him and throw him out and save ourselves. And so they all kind of separate. Charlie goes into his room and pulls out his little remote control car for his his little melted baby head mm-hmm. <laughs> toy mm-hmm. and directs it to kind of search 
for the stranger and finds him and you see the POV of the stranger who's like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? And he somehow, he like blinks, it has like a, like a flashlight on it and it blinks it at him in a way that I guess conveys like, follow me. (laughs) Okay. And so the stranger follows this little toy to a, a, a false back of a closet. And so there's like a hiding spot for him to hide in. And he kind of like looks mm. at the at the doll and is like, thank you. Hides in there. Ooh, I just, uh, it's very good. But I'm also like, what does this kid think is going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, where? what is his end game here? It's all going to work out. It's all going to be fine. <laughs> I don't think that it is. <laughs> Emily, it could. Um, okay, so so he's hiding in the hiding spot. And James and Mary have split up. Each of them have a gun now. They're looking for him. And Mary goes into the room that he that the stranger is in and hears something and gets really close. It like hears it from the closet. It's a tense moment. She's walking towards it. And then she pulls back all the clothes in the closet. Doesn't see anything. And and then hears a noise and somewhere else in the house and leaves the room. So he's safe for now. The stranger. And then, uh, I guess enough time has gone by that the the lead rich kid outside knocks on the front door, and James comes and kind of has like one of those little eye sl- slits that he pulls open, mm-hmm. and uh, he basically again is like, you know, tick tock, like clock is ticking, like why haven't you given him yet? And he's like, we're looking for him, we can't find him, and. Then uh, one of the other members of his crew pops up behind and is like, give it us that, we're going to fucking kill you. And ah. and the lead guy shoots that guy in the head and then looks oh. in the eye hole and says, he was my friend. You <gasps> are not. So, what? Like, Psycho. Like, you better move fast. What the fuck? Jeez. <laughs> this guy is not good. <laughs> this guy sucks. This guy sucks. Um, God. So then it's all it's all dark. Everyone's kind of in the halls, like searching a lot of like, you know, we we can't really tell what's going on. And then all of a sudden the bloody stranger. That's how he's credited in the credits. That's what I'm going to refer to him as. Um, Bloody stranger has found Zoe and Mm -hmm. the gun that Henry had. And mm-hmm. walks into the hallway holding Zoe hostage, basically, like holding a gun to her head and comes face to face with James. And he's like, I'm not fucking dying tonight. Like, don't move. Cl- like, I'm not going out there. Like, just drop it. Like, this isn't going to happen. If you try to do that, I'm going to kill your daughter. I'm not fucking dying tonight. And then we see um, Mary coming up behind him with a gun. And so, and James clocks Mary and is like, you are going to die tonight. You're either going to die a coward uh, here, or you can die like a man and like not kill my whole family with you. And then he says, shoot him, Mary. And the uh, stranger turns around, sees Mary 
throws Zoe up against the wall, kind of knocking her out, just like there's like a commotion and he throws her. She gets knocked unconscious. James kind of lunges at the stranger, knocks him down, knocks him unconscious. He like throws a vase at his head, knocks him out too, and is like, get some tape, tie him up, tie him up, tie him up. Charlie's in the hall now too, watching his parents like beat and tie up this man. Oh my God. And... Um, so they get him like half tied up, but then he wakes back up and is like thrashing and Ethan, Ethan Hawk is like holding him, holding his top half, but his legs are like kicking and he says, Mary, press into his wound. So he has been, he has been ah! shot or something or, or perhaps stabbed already. And he has a, a stomach wound that we can what see exposed. This is like, he was already bloody before he came in so this is a previous wound that the the people outside did to him and yeah uh james is just like like press his wound grab the letter opener and press it into his (gasps) wound i hate this and charlie again is watching and um mary looks like she really doesn't want to do it but she does she grabs that letter opener and she stabs him in the wound, not just presses it to it. She straight Jesus. up like stabs him. He's screaming. They like, oh, oh. my God. Uh, Emily is hating this. It's really bad. That. It's very bad. Um, Charlie is screaming and crying, Mom, stop, stop. And um, you see the daughter is awake now, kind of silently crying, which is a really weird moment. She's like still pretending to be asleep. And it's like, why i don't know it was weird i wrote it down because it was weird (laughs) okay so they get they through hurting him get him subdued and tie him up completely kind of tie him to a chair and he gives this like james is like you did the right thing mary you did the right thing and the stranger gives mary this fucking death stare that was just so good this actor i feel like I felt it in my bones. He looks like, ooh, he hates her so much. And she looks really ashamed. She's really ashamed of what she has done, as she should be. Mm-hmm. As she should be. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says to James, look at this man. Look what we're doing to him. This is so wrong. Yeah, it is wrong. Um, and so Zoe wakes up. Or she's been awake, silently crying and pretending to be asleep or whatever for some reason. And she says, look at what you're doing. Nothing is ever. And James says, you know, it's all going to it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay." And she says, nothing will ever be okay again, which is a great line. And also a line that was in the rental. The rental. Yeah. (laughs) Some. Hey, man, some bells cannot be unrung. It does not Mm -hmm. matter what happens Mm -hmm. next. Life does Mm -hmm. not go back to normal after this. No. Mm-hmm. Um. So Zoe is is crying. Charlie's crying. These kids are traumatized. The mm-hmm. bloody stranger has gotten out. He's he, they had like to put duct tape over his mouth. He's kind of wiggled out of it somehow, and he looks at them and says, "Like, save your children. Take me outside." He's re- he's resigning to this, which is like. Ugh. Oh, so sad. I don't like it. I just don't know. I just don't like it. It's like a it's like a like a tool for these people's <laughs> redemption. 
and yeah. I just don't think he he's, he needs to sacrifice himself. I'm rooting more for him than I am for them at this point of, of the course, movie. Of course, they of course. Not- we all we all are. Are we supposed to be rooting for them? Does that feel like what we're supposed to be doing? Well, that's the that was like part of the big um, criticisms of this movie was that the protagonists are not super likable or empathetic. And mm-hmm. my guess is that the director, the director is didn't just fully know that. Rich and white yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, that notice wasn't necessarily that. an intentional choice. It was like, well, this is what's happening. Yeah, yeah, and it just feels a little tone deaf to me where it just is it's just not very interesting also as a storyline of just like let's like redeem these shitty people who don't really deserve it and i feel like movies love doing that for white people do you guys like they really um, do remember in three bill did you guys see three billboards out of outside of ebbing missouri I no. did not have any interest in seeing it. I didn't see it. Well, they also, I, didn't see I feel like movies sometimes do this thing where they make a white character like super racist and then give them this big redemption arc arc, and they're the protagonist of the movie. And by the end, they're the hero. And it's like, I don't think it really works like that in like a two hour movie that you can like. I'm not racist anymore. Right. It just always kind of rubs. Remember me. my whole life of being racist? Not anymore. I do think that I do think that people can change, yes. obviously, and people Correct. can have their eyes opened to their actions. Sure. But it's just it's just shitty when like they don't actually they haven't actually like done anything to deserve the redemption, really. Or the what they've well, done is like so surface po- level. Placed in a point in our minds to be like Oh, yay! Applause, <laughs> applause, applause. As right, opposed right, to right. like, right? Yes. Um, but okay. So now time's up, and the rich kids outside have their reinforcements, like a big old truck with, a, like, a chain on a hook on a chain that they can break this security door right off, and they do, and they break in, and. The door's open, and so now everybody is is scary coming in, and they have like a little family huddle, and everyone gets a gun, <laughs> and he says, "Charlie, go hide in the basement." And uh, Mary's like, "What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?" And James says, "We're gonna fight." Oh my God, Charlie is not gonna be okay after this. No. Um, but the whole family splits up, which is always an interesting choice. And mm-hmm. uh, pretty quickly, Charlie gets found by one of the guys, and um, he they they grab him by the leg. They're dragging him through the house. He's screaming and crying, and um, he pulls up his like big ass machete, about to drive it down into Charlie. And then gets shot through the chest, and we see that James has saved him. Phew. 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 Then we see Zoe hiding under her bed, and a man walks into the room. We see she's being so quiet under the bed, and we see his, his feet right next to the bed, pausing. And he's like, about to kneel down to look under the bed and then we hear the the ringleader's voice yell out have you seen the daughter 
she's exquisite. Like he must be looking at a family portrait in the hall or something. Ew. And he says, save her for me. Ew. Ew. Yuck. Yuck. Um, But so the guy that was standing next to the bed walks out of the room at that moment. And we see that James has a fucking huge gun now because he has, I guess he's taken a gun off the the guy that he killed. That guy he killed. It's like a gigantic shotgun. And um, so he's kind of patrolling the hallways looking for them. And we see in in another hallway... Um, a a couple, like a, a woman on a man's back, they're giggling, very Manson-y, hee hee hee, let's go find some people to kill. And um, they go into a game room where there's a pool table and some uh, pinball machines. And as they walk in, James also walks in and they see each other and they're all like, oh, fuck. And um, James shoots at them misses them they run in the commotion um the guy the 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 what do they call i think they're called the freaks is what they're like credited as it's like main freak and like freak number two (laughs) so the two freaks um the guy freak like lunges at james uh gets him in a headlock with his gun and is like choking him choking him choking him and then james grabs a pool ball from the pool table and like hits him in the head super hard and Mm -hmm. knocks him Mm -hmm. out for a second. He Mm -hmm. collapses. Then James is like scrambling to the other side of the room and the girl like uh, jumps at him and screams in a way that's like, yeah, (laughs) like so so crazy, like a banshee. And he grabs the gun and shoots her in the stomach mid air. So she gets like blown out of the air. Whoa. It's wild. Okay. And then the other guy that he had hit with the pool uh, ball like comes to and is now pissed because he killed his girlfriend or whatever. And so he, they get in a big fist fight and eventually James gets the upper hand and uh, smashes his head a bunch of times into the pinball machine, I guess killing him that way by uh, uh, blunt force trauma to the head. Uh, oh my do god! It. But you know, all this noise has attracted another of the freaks, another guy, and um, he's he's uh carrying an axe. You hate to see it. Mm. No, 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 no. And no. he gets in, and um, they get in a fight, and I guess the axe is dropped, and they're like f- f- fist fighting back and forth. I can't totally remember, but. Again, James gets the upper hand, gets that axe, and axes him straight in the back. And the scene is, like, just a few minutes long, and it's just super violent, like, back to back to back. It's one of those, like, descent-type scenes where it's just, like, this, this, like, like, letting loose and just fucking killing everybody. And then he's killed everyone. So he has that... That feeling within him, we are learning. Yeah, he wants to be. He wants to be purging. He wants. He's, he wants to be. He's purging. ready to be pur- purging. Yeah. Oh, having a family really held him back. You know. <laughs> oh my god, what a family man! <laughs> he was such a family man, but in his heart, he just needed to purge. <laughs> um. But okay, so he he's he's looking a little like 
scared at what he's done. He's looking at the three dead bodies on the floor, and he t- he's he turns to leave the room and gets stabbed in the stomach by the lead freak. Ugh. Oh, no. ouch. Ouch. Ouchies. Ouchies. Ouch. And the lead freak just has a big old creepy smile on his face and is like, told you, you should have fucking helped us. Like, mm, now you're dead. And <laughs> <laughs> now you're dead. Getting stabbed in the stomach sounds like the worst. That would be uh, like I think bad, it's one. Of, I think horrible. it is one of the worst ways to die. I don't know why. I feel like I have heard that fact. That it's supposed to be it incredibly. Takes a while. I think it, it takes, takes a long time. Takes a so long I think time. It's like long enough for you to really feel pain. Because I feel like some things would be like too fast for you to even register. Really pain. notice it's happening. Yeah. No. Um. So yeah. Okay. So he's not dead yet because, as we just said, <laughs> take, takes takes a while. A while. <laughs> um, takes a while. But okay. So Mary is alone in the halls. One of the freak girls pops out at her, is like, ee and grabs her and hit her and a guy freak. <laughs> I like, don't know how to refer to them. Um, but they like pin her down. Um, like the girl sits on her, her legs and the guy pins down her arms and they start tickling her, which I really hate. Oh, I hate that. Did you guys see that documentary about Tickle? the guy yes. that tickled? No, I didn't. The- yes. Oh, it was so disturbing. I was too freaked out. <laughs> it's freaky. I hate tickling. It freaks me out. Um, so they're tickling her and giggling. <laughs> and she's screaming and crying. And then they pull out a knife. And again, are they're like... Um, you know, playing with her a bit, kind of dragging the knife on her, like we're about to stab you. And then they lift it up, and as they do, we hear gunshots, and they both fall limp to the ground. And we see two of her other neighbors that I forgot to mention earlier that had like driven by. Mm. Um. Okay. And they don't say anything. They just shoot them and then walk out of the room. I don't know if Mary even sees Are they them. freaks also? They're not freaks. They're just like another, they're just other like rich people in this community. A different purge group. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Mary sees James bleeding out, kind of drags him to the foot of the stairs. Charlie runs up, sees them. They're kind of crying and holding each other. And the main freak comes out with his gun and is like... I was like, yeah, uh, I told you this was going to happen. Sorry. And pulls out his gun to kill them. And then he is shot a whole bunch of times in the chest by Zoe. Oh, great. Good job, Zoe. Which is like Zoe's Zoe's character is so weird to me. She's given like nothing and just these really weird moments. I don't yeah, know. She's like, like such a strangely has this boyfriend who's a sociopath. Then all we care about is that she's really hot, and then it's like, she yeah, her like kills she's just guy. like reactionary. She doesn't have like a character of her right. own at all, right. except for in this moment where she just all of a sudden takes the initiative to what's well, like do because a he said he would do like save her for me, and so I guess she's like. She doesn't want she that. She doesn't want that, but that's like literally the only depth we get to this character. It's just very, I don't know why they didn't spend a little more time on one of the main characters. <laughs> I can guess. Um, I think we can guess. I can guess. Yeah, I think we can guess why. 
So, um, okay, so he's dead, and I think that's the last of the freaks. We hear, like, gunshots happening in the rest of the house, and we see that the neighbors have come and saved them, and they've killed all of the freaks. And then they rich people sticking together. <laughs> yeah, they stuck together. The rich people stuck together. Yeah, they went purging without them, but they returned. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, and so they come. They then like come into the hallway where the family is, and Mary's crying, and she's like, "Thank you so much. Like you saved us." And we see Grace is there too. Um, from the opening. And so it's like all her neighbors and Grace is like, well, don't think us too much because the reason that we saved you is because you're ours and we want to kill you. And I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. And they all grab them. There's like uh, 10 of 10 of the neighbors and only three of this family now. And so. Oh, has the dad died? The dad died. Is the dad dead? He is dead. Oh, dead. Yeah. Okay, so James is, James is done. Already, so so. already dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye. And no more Ethan Hawke in the Purge franchise. franchise. And even though like his character, I think, is poorly written, I think Ethan Hawke is like a good enough actor that he brings something to the character that. Yeah, I feel like this character could have been so hateable. And Ethan Hawke made him only like medium hateable because he's just great. He's a very Mm -hmm. likable guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So the neighbors tie them all. They're like grabbing them to tie them up. And they're screaming and saying, why are you doing this? And uh, Grace says, we saw an opportunity to cleanse ourselves of our hatred. You made so much money off of us and then you rubbed it in our faces. Time for you to quiet down and let us do our duty as Americans. Wow. And then all of the neighbors hold hands in a circle around the three, the three tied up family members and chant like a patriotic bless our new forefathers chant and then one of them gets shot and the bloody stranger pops out of somewhere and uh, holds a holds a gun to one of their heads mm-hmm. and they all back off and they're oh, oh, oh and unties Mary and the kids and they I think they have the gun to Grace's head or something. I can't remember. But they're basically holding one of them hostage and have the upper hand now. And the bloody stranger says to Mary, like, your call. Like, basically, like, do you want to kill them all? I'll do it. (laughs) And Mary says, no, we are going to live the rest of this night out in peace. Does anybody have a problem with that? And it gets like it's trying to be funny in this last little moment, but it's like the writing, it just is kind of stupid. Anyways, so they're all like, no, I, I, I guess not. And then it like cuts to the clock is like ticking to 7 a.m., like implying that they've just like been sitting in silence around the kitchen table until the sun comes up. The clock's about to strike seven and Grace decides she's going to make one more play to try to kill <laughs> Mary and Mary grabs she like pulls the shotgun up and Mary grabs a shotgun out of her hands and like smashes her in the face with it like super hard for sure breaking her nose blood is like pouring down Grace's face and 
she said, I, fuck, I didn't write down the line, but she says something so corny that's like, I said we were gonna be, have this evening in peace. God damn it. <laughs> like something oh my like God. that. And, and then it, it's, it's, it's so, so crazy. It's so stupid. And then the <laughs> clock strikes 7 a.m. and they all stand up and go home. And, I think as they're leaving, Mary's like, hope you all had a great night or something. Passive. Her husband died. <laughs> yeah, she seems to not be bothered by that. The children is dead. Yeah. That, that, that hasn't hit her quite yet, I don't think, in this uh, storyline. And there's some like moment of acknowledgement to the bloody stranger. He like turns to leave as well. And she's like, wait, thank you. Oh something like that and, and he like this is how this movie he like ends. nods at her like he like you're welcome or whatever what? and it's so weird and dumb <laughs> it's trying to be like heartwarming it's so weird it's very bizarre it, yeah it sucks because like the first act i'd say is fun and like so it's so promising like so much is set up and it it, it could be this really scathing commentary and it kind of just ends up being this kind of like rich white people can be good and like wait is this the is this the end that's the is end. that the last scene oh my god mm-hmm. well you know what it is it's that to you know horror movies you expect everyone to die or the ending to be like fucked up or bad in some way and they tried to make this um the ending like to be uh, like all good in the end like everyone learned a lesson and everyone's like gonna move on and yeah. everyone is re- like feeling good about everyone else's you know it's like at the end to um a uh, new girl or something <laughs> do you guys <laughs> I like so fucking get so fucking sick of the ending of new girl where every single right. time it's like a heartwarming lesson right. okay anyway my rant's over emily what did you think yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, the trailer was like intense and I do think the premise is cool and it does seem like it just like didn't really have the right, it didn't land the ending. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, I don't love that then this guy who they fucking tortured and almost sent to death like decided saving to them. save them and then it's like oh thank you so much it's like what the fuck you don't deserve yeah, it, that exactly like, it's I, like a shortcut to redemption and it's like oh we don't have to actually like do much it's like just and i guess a, the point is like he's better than you ultimately right. right like he doesn't so that's good i suppose but it's still like what are we trying what are we trying to say here? I mean, she learned a lesson because, you know, violence isn't the answer. And so she but she was able to stop all of it by just using some stern words. <laughs> like, here's, what, here's my ending is minutes to seven or whatever fucking time. Grace goes to try to kill her again. They all lose their shit. Killing ensues. All the fucking rich people end up killing each other. Uh, and that dude is left alone in the house and he sets the alarm back on and locks the whole fucking place down and it's his now that's my ending to this fucking hell yeah hell yeah because like what the fuck what everybody just goes home and they're like well didn't succeed in killing me i thought the neighbors were just gonna kill them and i was there was part of me that was kind of like okay like that's so fucked up to like kill kids you know 
to kill or like they get, a twelve the year old and kill them, but not realize that there's like this other guy who then is still there and gets to like yeah keep the house. I just want him to keep the house. <laughs> <laughs> I guess is what I want to happen. I want that I, too. Um, but you know, disappointing is the state of the world right now <laughs> in its most mild terms. So I guess I, I want to. Yeah, I want to hear about the yeah, other I do ones. Watch, I'm, I want to do, do more watch of them. the sequels because there is something so like interesting about being complicit in a violent system, which I feel like we all are, and that's something that I feel like needs oh, to be fully. reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in in reality, but it's also like I feel like in this movie, it wasn't even really reckoned with. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Like, like my first thought was like when this when I'm hearing this concept and like seeing Kay the Purge Night is starting, I'm like. What I do, and this this is bad, this is complicity, right? But I'm like, I fucking lock myself in my room. I pay attention to nothing. I focus on nothing. I like literally am like, I just need to make it till dawn and pretend this is not fucking happening, mm-hmm. which is, it's like how I live in the real world where I'm like, it's, I just need to like. Right. Um, or just escape. Re- just yeah, pretend it's like, like that, it's not like, happening. That's another comment on like what a privilege it is to be able to just like right. pretend it's not happening. But um that doesn't feel like that was explored here so well, much. Well, it's just not realistic about human behavior also in the Apparently sense that... Apparently a doctor you, would disagree. I, I, well, okay, so many things <laughs> would happen. First of all, everyone would just leave the United States. You know, people would not stay. People would leave. Well, the people with money would, which again, is another point yeah. that they could have made. E- that's, that's that's true. I mean, but look like, how fucking I feel rich like people even are if, straight up building spaceships. We're like going to die from global warming and rich people are going to be the ones to survive. And it's so fucked up. And it's so it's like it's one of the true greatest horrors of humanity. And this movie just dropped the ball and didn't quite capture that. Hey, the purge. Why didn't you <laughs> capture the true horror of humanity? You sort of dropped the ball. The purge movie. But I hope you I hope you nailed it in those sequels. And we're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. What a roller coaster that was. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you, Sammy. Sorry it wasn't. You're welcome. Uh, more satisfying for you in this current moment. Um, no, I mean, it, it just made me want to watch the others. And especially since there's one mm-hmm. called Election Year, I really was like yeah, halfway, might be halfway through like, fuck, we should have done that one. But oh, well, <laughs> listeners, I'm sorry. We'll do it in a future episode. We wanted to kind of, you know, do something a little on theme. Please, God, let Joe Biden have one at this time. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so weird to think about. (laughs) Where will we be? (sighs) I'll probably be. This comes out Wednesday, November 4th. So I'm. One thing's for certain I can say about myself in this moment. I'm hung over, baby. I am hung (laughs) over when this episode comes out. Oh, God. Um, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> do we have a voice we can use to say goodbye? Just the creepy freak voice, I guess. Just, uh, we'll say goodbye with a smile. We'll say, no, Ew, hey, listeners, you know, that, just know that we're smiling you know, when we, we have say a big shitting grin on our faces. Oh, I hate it. I'm I hate it. so truly, genuinely terrified right now in this moment. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, of the world, you mean not of mine? Yeah, yeah, I hope. Oh, God. Oh, God. Listeners, I hope. I hope right now when you're hearing this in your ears, I hope it's OK. I, I hope, hope it's, it's OK. okay. I hope it's OK. Uh, 
uh, it, it, it's all gonna suck. be okay yeah okay I don't, uh, I don't even know how to I'm like scared to end the podcast <laughs> <laughs> we gotta end we it. gotta keep talking uh, forever we gotta, no we can't we can't <laughs> okay we can't we can't okay we love you guys <laughs> everything's fine we're fine. we're fine see you later see you later no you hang up first you hang up no you hang up, <laughs> hang up. um you hang up goodbye goodbye goodbye, goodbye. Emily here. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Hit us with a rating, a review. We read them all. We love them. Follow us on social media at TSUW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Check us out on Stardust. Become a patron on patreon.com slash TSUW Podcast. I mean, we've just got so many ways for you to keep in touch with us, and we would love to keep in touch with you. And patrons also get access to fun exclusive content some bingo cards some bonus episodes there's all sorts of reasons to get on board with the patreon over at patreon.com slash tsw podcast um and also just thanks so much for listening week after week it means the world to us and it is our perfect escape from everything around us and i hope it's yours too and hey we love you so much see you next week bye